Here's a weird story. Recently, the mummified body of an aged movie star, an old-time star, Yvette Vickers, was found in her California home. The L.A. coroner's report said that she was dead for a better part of a year before a neighbor noticed cobwebs and yellowed letters in her mailbox. And when they went into her house, they found her dead, mummified. Her computer was on, glowing in the room with her. It turns out that Yvette, although alienated from her family, had quite a few Facebook friends. A true story, an extreme case, but symbolic of today's impersonal Internet culture. We're more networked than ever through these apps, Facebook and Twitter and Snapchat and Instagram, but research shows we've never been lonelier or more isolated, consumed 24-7 by social media and relentless news cycles, but detached from each other in everyday life. A former surgeon of the U.S., Dr. Vivek Murtha, said recently that loneliness is an epidemic more dangerous than heart disease or diabetes. Close to half of Americans report feeling lonely and a lack of caring friends. We live in a broken world, friends, that even technology cannot heal. And so tonight's uh, message from the cross is a very important and relevant one for us and for the world. This saying of Jesus is found in the 19th chapter of John. I'd like to read it for you. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there, and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Dear woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, this disciple took her into his home. So here we have this beautiful scene, standing around the cross, A group of disciples, some women, and at least one disciple, quote-unquote, who we think was John, the one who writes this gospel, who out of modesty does not use his own name, but he's probably the one that's being referred to there. And um, these are all disciples who have experienced Jesus' love for them. And now that he is dying for them on the cross, this sacrifice is the greatest demonstration that they or we will ever have of how much God loves them and us and what a price God has paid to save us. One thing that this story shows is Jesus' concern, even while he's suffering the most intense pain, his concern for others. He thinks of his mother. He thinks of those that will be left alone after he is gone. But also, I think this is a dramatic action which Jesus intended to teach something. I think everything Jesus said or did had some very important intentionality behind it. 
He had come to reveal God's word to us. And I think that this dramatic action is saying this. God's love for us, God's hospitality to us, and giving his love on the cross, calls us all now to show the same hospitality to everyone else, to our friend, our neighbor, our loved one, and our unloved one. The disciples are being called to create a new home, a home that goes beyond biological ties, beyond human blood, a home that is tied together by Christ's blood, to be sure, but by God's grace, by God's gift of salvation. This is the new marker that identifies this home. And we find as the Bible continues, you know, the very next reference to to uh, this story about Mary and John, it comes in the, in the book of Acts. As they're gathering together here, getting ready for the uh, outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, and it says that when they returned to Jerusalem after the crucifixion, after Jesus had been raised from the dead and gone back to heaven, um, it was a Sabbath day's walk from the city. And when they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon, the zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus. We see all these disciples, men and women, there forming this new home that Jesus had invited them into there from the cross. It's a home made up of all kinds of very different people, people who naturally probably would have been enemies sometimes, like we have Simon the Zealot, the revolutionary terrorist in our terms, and Matthew, the one who had worked for the Roman government. But now they are together in this new home, along with these women and their disciples. As the story of Acts goes on, it tells us more about this new home that Jesus was creating, the fellowship of believers. It says in chapter 2 that all the believers were together, had everything in common. Every day they met together, they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. Isn't that a beautiful picture of, of this home that's expanding? It's, it's like a family. And one of the most common terms for Christians in it, throughout the New Testament is a family term, brother and sister. We're brothers, we're sisters, Mary and John, forming a new home the nucleus of the new home that all of us are now included in as Jesus' people. When we get to the letter that John wrote later, called the epistle of John, the first John, he says, um, brothers and sisters, this is how you can know that you're a child of God is if you love one another. God first loved us, and that's why we love him and we love each other. That's how John puts it in his epistle later. This is how they'll know that that we're his disciples, is because we love. Jesus never asks us to follow him alone. So I take objection to a certain song I've heard and even sung. It's that song on, uh, how's it go? 
Though none go with me, still I will follow. That one. Though none go with me. I decided to follow Jesus. Well, I think that that gets it wrong a little bit because Jesus never asks us to follow him alone. Never, never, never. He always calls us, as he called John and his mother, to follow together, hand in hand. And in fact, I don't think we can follow Jesus alone. We're called to walk this path of suffering that we're looking at this year, this path together, not by ourselves. You've heard of the Christian math. Christian math is that the Christian fellowship divides our sorrow and multiplies our joy. That's how we walk this path. It is a path of suffering. That's why we walk it together. Robert Frost said, home is the place where when you have to go there, they have to take you in. Or better, I would even improve that quote a little bit. The place where when, you're, when you have to go there, your family is eagerly waiting to take you in, can hardly wait to take you in because you are loved. So is church a good place to find the caring relationships that our society is so lacking in today? We would hope so, but there's lots of lonely people in the church too. Maybe you're one of them. Sometimes I'm one of them. Pre-existing groups form in the church. That's natural. Birds of a feather, you know, all that. And it's hard to break into those sometimes when you know, we find a niche that we're comfortable with. We stop looking out for those people that are on the periphery that maybe are new and haven't found a place yet. But we who stand here at the foot of the cross know that Jesus has given us to each other. I am my brother's keeper. I am my sister's keeper. We're called to be a family. Our homes, our time, our possessions all belong to Jesus, and therefore they all belong to each other. So although we live in a culture that is scarred by individualism, here's a good idea for us Christians at Lent as we walk this path of suffering. Let's see if we could uh, give up something that consumes our time. Maybe it's Netflix, or maybe it's browsing Facebook or TV. I don't know what it might be for you. But give up something and use that time, that new free time you have, to connect with someone face-to-face in your home a neighbor, a friend, or even a stranger. Share a hot drink, a game, a conversation, a prayer. Wouldn't that be a nice idea? To walk this path with someone else because everybody is on this path of suffering. Look around this room tonight. I love the way that we've arranged the room for this Lenten series because we can see each other. We can see how we're a family These are your brothers and sisters that you're looking at tonight. Each one of these brothers and sisters has a special gift to share with you, and each one of us has a need which you can fill in our lives. That's how it works. And this this giving and receiving of gifts from one another is all inspired by this cross that we're walking toward with Jesus where God's love is poured out for us, 
John says we love because he first loved us. So tonight, we're going to invite you once again to come up at the end of our service now and walk this path of suffering. But I don't want anyone to walk this path alone tonight. And I'm not going to be giving you any particular blessing because I'm going to ask you to give the blessing to each other tonight. I want all of you to come up together in twos or threes or whatever combination happens to work. But nobody should come up by themselves. And if you see somebody around her tonight that's by themselves, bring them up with you because we're in this together. We are a family. No one should walk this path alone. So come together side by side. And if if you want to share some symbol with each other of that, if you want to hold a hand or pat someone on the back or shake a hand or whatever it is, that's our way of blessing each other tonight as we walk this path of suffering. I want to sing this little song as we get ready to do this tonight to come forward. Here's the song. We are one in the Spirit. We are one in the Spirit. We are one in the Lord. We are one in the Spirit. We are one in the Lord. And we pray that all unity may one day be restored. And they'll know we are Christians by our love. By our love, yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. We will walk with each other. We will walk hand in hand. We will walk with each other. We will walk hand in hand. And together we'll spread the news that God is in our land. And they'll know we are Christians by our love. By our love, yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. Dear Lord, bless us now with your Holy Spirit as we come forward to walk this path of suffering with Jesus. As we come together, hand in hand and side by side, may we experience your love among us through each other's lives and touch. In Jesus' name, amen.